Welcome, welcome friends and enemies to the latest episode of Exploring Evil. As always, I'm your host, Jay. If you like the show, spread the word. Recommend us to friends and enemies alike. Give us a five-star rating and write a review. You can also leave a voicemail and you might get to hear your voice on the podcast. You can also email us with feedback and case suggestions at exploringevil at gmail.com. Whatever time zone you're in, let's explore some evil. He made animal sacrifices. He covered his face in tattoos and filed his teeth into points. He bathed once a year. He claimed he was the gatekeeper to hell and could control the weather. He was trying to be what people were afraid of. Yet he still managed to snag two fiancés who assisted him with murder. This is the case of Pazuzu Algarod. The next time your neighbor does something you don't like, just consider yourself lucky that you never lived next door to Pazuzu Algarod. A self-proclaimed Satanist, Algarod spent his days making animal sacrifices, drinking blood, and having orgies in his home. It was not until he was arrested and charged with murder that the nightmare came to an end. Who was Pazuzu Algarod? Not a lot is known about Algarod's early life. He was born John Alexander Lawson on August 12, 1978, in San Francisco, California. At some point, Algarod and his mother relocated to Clemens, North Carolina. When his mom and stepdad separated, that's when things began to change. A former babysitter described him as a good kid, but was abusive to his mother and said she put him in a mental hospital when he was eight or nine. She visited Johnny and thought the mother was the one who belonged in the mental hospital. Patricia Gillespie, who produced and directed the documentary series The Devil You Know About Pazuzu Algarod, said it was difficult to get a true grasp of his life since he often reinvented stories about his childhood. As Gillespie put it, he told people he was from Iraq, he told people his father was some high priest, but the people who knew him as a child described him as a little off-kilter and a little emotional. There were things that might indicate the beginning of a mental illness like harming animals and consuming alcohol at a very early age. Algarod's mother, Cynthia, spoke of her son's mental health issues. He was diagnosed with several mental illnesses, including schizophrenia and agoraphobia. While Cynthia initially got Algarod the psychiatric help he needed, she ran out of money and claimed she was no longer able to afford treatment for him. So his mental health deteriorated pretty quickly, 
It was then said that she bought him alcohol every day. She admitted in an interview that she also, quote, turned a blind eye to him doing meth because she loved him too much. In an interview for The Devil You Know, Cynthia said, He wasn't by any means an angel, but he wasn't a bad person or a boogeyman or whatever phrases people have called him. In 2002, he changed his legal name to Pazuzu Illa Algarad, an homage to the Assyrian demon referenced in the movie The Exorcist. An Outcast in Society After his name change, Algarad aimed to ostracize himself from society. He covered his face in tattoos and filed his teeth into points. He would tell people that he regularly made animal sacrifices and even claimed to be able to control the weather. According to a psychiatrist, Algarod bathed no more than once a year and had not brushed his teeth in years claiming that personal hygiene, quote, stripped the body of its defenses in warding off infection and illness. His behavior was a major rebellion against Clemens and its residents. The town was known for being heavily Christian. Vaguely similar to Charles Manson, Algarod drew others who felt socially excluded toward him and encouraged them to engage in debauchery. His former friend, Nate Anderson, would later say, He had a twisted sort of charisma. It's the kind of charisma that isn't going to appeal to everyone. But certain minds are going to be drawn in by that. The misfits the outcasts, people living on the edge, or people who wanted to live on the edge. Like Manson, Algarod also had a way of attracting women. Amber Birch and Crystal Matlock were two of his known fiancés who frequented his home. Birch would be found guilty of second-degree murder and the death of Tommy Dean Welch. Matlock was accused of helping bury Josh Wetzler and eventually pled guilty to accessory after the fact. In a 2014 interview, a woman named Bianca Heath said she stayed at Algarod's home for a month in 2005. Heath claimed Algarod spoke proudly to her about killing and eating two prostitutes, after which he allegedly claimed he burned their bodies and buried their remains. The House of Horrors Pazuzu Algarod's house at 2749 Knob Hill Drive became a hub for those outcasts and misfits. They could come and stay for as long as they wanted. Algarod did not care what they did in his home. Visitors knew that anything goes at Pazuzu's house. Piss on the carpet, fights, throwing knives, smashing bottles. A friend said he kept his dishwasher filled with, quote, serious weapons. There were drugs, <coughs> lots of drugs, and no judgment. Activities at Algarod's home included self-harm, drinking the blood of birds, and performing rabbit sacrifices, along with doing copious amounts of drugs and staging orgies. Obviously, the house was in dire conditions. There was garbage everywhere, animal carcasses lying around, and blood smeared the walls. It was worse than what you might see on the show Hoarders. Everything was literally garbage. It was dark and reeked of decay, 
satanic messages and pentagrams were painted all over the property. Investigators had to put on hazmat suits at one point. In the Vice special, The Devil You Know, investigators said his mother Cynthia's room was immaculate compared to the rest of the house. That's right, his mother lived at the house. In October 2010, prior to any remains being found on his property, Pazuzu Algarod was charged with accessory after the fact of involuntary manslaughter. In September 2010, the body of Joseph Emmerich Chandler was discovered in Yadkin County. Algarod was accused of concealing information from investigators and allowing a murder suspect to stay at his house. Nicholas Rizzi was charged with involuntary manslaughter, even though Chandler was found with a gunshot wound to the back of the head. Rizzi claimed it was an accident. He was later sentenced to just 13 months in prison. Prior to that, in February 2010, bloodhounds trained as cadaver dogs failed to detect the remains in Pazuzu's backyard. The sheriff's department tried to get ground-penetrating radar, but were told it would be two weeks before it would be available. They executed the search warrant anyway. According to an unsealed search warrant, after all of the defendants had been sentenced, Pazuzu's mother was revealed to have approached investigators and told them she heard a gunshot in her house. She went to the source of the gunshot and saw Amber Birch with a gun standing over the slumped-over body of Tommy Dean Welch. She was then asked for her permission to search the house, and she said no. Shouldn't that have been enough for probable cause? The sheriff's department believed her goal was to pin the murder solely on Amber Birch, as she was already in jail for assaulting Pazuzu's mother the night before. Cynthia went on to say that she loved Amber and forgave her. In an interview, his mother said she heard a pop, pop, pop and walked out of her room to see her son holding a rifle and Josh Wetzel's body lying on the floor. She returned to her room and pondered what to do. Nothing. She said, I'm going to work and closed her bedroom door behind her to get ready and said, quote, I'm going to let them do their thing. By the time she had returned, they had moved the body. She finished that interview by saying, we all made bad choices. On October 5th, 2014, 35-year-old Algarad and his fiancée, 24-year-old Amber Birch, were both arrested after the skeletal remains of two men were found buried in Algarod's backyard. On October 13th, the men were identified as Joshua Frederick Welzler and Tommy Dean Welch, who had both disappeared all the way back in 2009. In August of 2009, Tarina Billings contacted the sheriff, saying that her father had seen a body in the basement of Pazuzu's home covered in cat litter and bleach to conceal the odor. Her father, Alan, claimed he had helped bury body parts in the backyard, but he later denied everything when confronted by the sheriff's investigator, Detective Foster, but said Pazuzu had shot somebody three days earlier. 
Detective Foster went to visit Pazuzu at his home, and Pazuzu agreed to let him come in and look around. Authorities dismissed the smell of chlorine and cat litter because Pazuzu reportedly had 15 cats and a swimming pool, so nothing seemed out of place to them. Later, Detective Foster met with Stacy Carter, Josh Wetzel's partner, who told him she'd heard from a friend that Pazuzu had killed Josh. A one-time visitor to the home was shown a video of Pazuzu with a knife and bloody bandana and says she was told they trapped Wetzler in the basement, starved him, shot him, and cut off all of his, quote, extremities and buried him in pieces. She also said Crystal Matlock was proud to tell everyone she knew that she was involved. The autopsy revealed three to four gunshot wounds to the head and several more to the torso. Shortly after the arrest of Algarod and Birch, Algarod's other fiance, 28-year-old Crystal Matlock, was charged in connection with the death of one person whose body was found. She was suspected of helping with the burial of Wetzler. It was later alleged that Algarod had killed Wetzler in July 2009 and Birch had helped bury his body. Meanwhile, Birch allegedly killed Welch in October 2009, and Algarod had helped with that burial. Both men had died as a result of gunshot wounds to the head. Josh Wetzler went missing in 2009, and his remains were found in the backyard of Pazuzu Algarod's house. Soon after the remains were found on the property, county housing officials deemed the home, quote, unfit for human habitation. In April 2015, Pazuzu Algarod's House of Horrors was demolished. Neighbors couldn't have been happier when it was finally gone. Algarod's Suicide and Aftermath In the early hours of October 28, 2015, Algarod was found dead in his prison cell before he could stand trial. The death was ruled a suicide. He bled to death as a result of a deep cut on his left arm. The instrument Algarod used remains unknown. The sheriff said at a press conference that Algarod was under a safekeeping order and that the order had been sealed and they therefore could not discuss any specifics. They said he used some sort of sharp instrument to cut himself but didn't know what that object was. The authorities did say he allegedly had been trying to bite into his arm. The autopsy reported damaged teeth, but there was no mention of the teeth being filed into points. On March 9, 2017, Amber Birch pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, armed robbery, and accessory after the fact to murder. Tommy Dean Welch had reportedly been at Algarod's home, along with Birch and others. Prosecutors said Birch shot him twice in the head with a .22 caliber rifle as he sat on the couch. Birch was sentenced to a minimum of 30 years and 8 months in prison, with a maximum of 39 years and 2 months. Crystal Matlock pleaded guilty to conspiracy after the fact to first-degree murder on June 5, 2017. She was sentenced to a minimum of 3 years and 2 months, with a maximum of 4 years and 10 months in prison. Although a few years have passed since Pazuzu Algarod cast a shadow on Clemens, the Satan worshiper continues to live on in infamy for his bizarre and horrific crimes in North Carolina. 
So this case had it all. Satan worship, drugs, orgy, self-harm, murder, mental illness, failed parenting and enabling, and in my opinion, shoddy police work, up to and including the details of Pazuzu's alleged suicide. Thanks for listening to this special, quick-hit edition of Exploring Evil. Look for new cases in the future. You can email us at exploringevil at gmail.com. Remember, tell all your friends and enemies about us and click subscribe. We'll see you soon.